You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off, hand off Jacobs, has the first down of the goal, 15-10, 5, touchdown Raiders! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz, he is smothered, and brought down, Max Crosby came around for the sack! Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Shotgun snap to Stidham, lobs here corner for Adams, makes the grab in the corner, touchdown Raiders! An absolutely perfect pass, and Adams dragged his feet in the back left corner. And now, filling in for JT today is Harry Ruiz. Raider Nation, what's good? It's awesome being back here on the airwaves of the flagship of the Silver and Black. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It's Thursday. It's one of my favorite months of the year. Yes, March Madness is cool, but we're a little bit under 30 days away from a national holiday for me. Opening day for baseball. I know a lot of you guys don't like baseball. I think it's too slow, but I'm just excited to watch the Dodgers back on the field on March 31st. I was at the XFL game last Saturday. I was calling the game at 7 p.m., but at 3 p.m. when I got to the stadium, I was watching Dodger baseball. Damon Cotton, my broadcast partner, thought I was crazy, but I'm like, hey, man, this makes me happy. It's all, it's at the same level of happiness as when the Raiders take the field for the first time in August for preseason. And it's like, hey, you know a lot of the guys on the field for that first preseason game, they're not going to be with the team on the week one, on the home opener, on the season opener, but... Just having sports in your life. That's something that makes me happy, and I hope it makes you happy as well. And today, we're going to see football players on a field showing off what they have. The NFL Combine, they have their first uh, tests on the field today for offensive li- defensive linemen sorry, and linebackers. Those two groups, you know the Raiders are going to have a close eye on them. Heck, they're going to have a close eye on every group from here through Sunday. Today, offensive linemen and linebackers starting right now at noon. Tomorrow, defensive backs. You know the Raiders would love to pick up a DB or two. They need them. Saturday, quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Out of those three groups, you know which one the Raiders... Definitely have a vacancy on. Heck, too. Starting quarterback and backup quarterback right now. Chase Garbers is the only quarterback under contract for the Silver and Black. And then Sunday, running backs and offensive linemen. Running backs, we're still waiting. The final week is upon us to get that franchise tag secured. First, one of the players on the roster and the Raiders, they've gone plenty of years without using the franchise tag. Will they place it on Josh Jacobs? Will they not place it on Josh Jacobs? I think the overall consensus is that Josh Jacobs will be tagged. Will he play under the tag? I have a feeling that the silver and black that the Raiders would like to lock him up for a long-term contract or heck, multiple-year contract, that feels a little bit more safe because he was the leading rusher last year, because he did a fantastic job for the Raiders, and he played a full season for the first time in his career. He, His body, he worked on it very, very hard during the offseason. 
out there in Florida. His nutrition, he stepped it up uh, to a different level. I think that him not getting that fifth-year option on his contract just elevated his sense of, I got to change something. And right now, he showed us that he's not just a good running back. He's a great running back. He's a great weapon that the Raiders can take advantage of. The Raiders drafted two halfbacks, two running backs in the 2022 NFL draft. Samir White, Britton Brown, and they were very limited on the field because of Josh Jacobs. Jacobs didn't want to get off the field, and he had plenty of reasons to do so because it was like, hey, I'm good. Whenever he was tired, he would point at his helmet. All right, bring in Samir White. Let him have a couple of carries, but it wasn't much. So the Raiders, they have a very, very vital offseason for their future right now. Here in Las Vegas, a new city where they've been playing since 2020, 2021 and 2022. That's three years now in their new home. Two of them for real. 2020, I don't know if we should count it or not. That was a pandemic season. They played an empty stadium in an empty stadium in an empty Allegiant Stadium. 21 and 22, they finally got the Raider Nation back in the stands with their support, and it was completely different. The environment, the parties, the tailgates. That's what the Raider Nation is all about. And supporting their favorite team. Now, if you can support a winner. That elevates it to another level. And that first year with fans in the stands, it couldn't have been a better finish. The team in the final game of the year, week 18 against the Chargers, game-winning field goal kick in the final game of the regular season, and the Raiders made it to the playoffs. Finally, the Raiders made it back to the playoffs. Unfortunately, they lost in the wild card round. It felt like they were going in the right direction. But remember all the turmoil. It's like, okay, the Raiders, they need to do something different. And they decided to not stay with their head coach, Rich Bisaccia, the interim head coach, who took John Gruden's spot because we remember all what happened with the email scandals and all that stuff. And it was like, all right. Time to go a different place. And Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, they have the helm right now. The Big first decision for them was keeping Derek Carr. They did so in 2022. But at the end of that season, they decided, you know what? Let's check out what we got on Jared Stidham. That was the official reasoning. We want to see what we got on Jared Stidham. And Jared Stidham played a great game against the Niners. Not so great game against the Chiefs. And right now, the silver and black, no quarterback. And then... All these years of bad drafting is hitting them hard right now. And that's not the fault completely of the current front office, of the current coaching staff, because they're responsible for the last draft, out of which they drafted one starter, and then they ended up getting a backup offensive lineman who played in every game last season. But besides those two players... They got two running backs that combined for 17 carries. And I'm saying combined when in all reality, it's Samir White. He had 17 carries for 70 yards. Britton Brown, he played, but pretty much special teams. Neil Farrell, Matthew Butler, 
Very limited. Neither got to double-digit games participated in. Only Matthew Butler, he had a half, half a sack, the Tennessee grad. So that draft class is their, is their responsibility. But at the same time, that draft class doesn't have a first-round talent or a second-round talent because they decided to go with a proven commodity, Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers we've seen in the game of football. If he continues his career the way he's going, he's going to be a first-ballot Hall of Famer. So the Raiders decided to give up those first two draft picks. And I hear a lot of people right now. We're a little bit less than two months away from the draft. And they want to give up draft picks to go for the quarterback. And we all know who a lot of folks want. Aaron Rodgers. Of course, he's a big name. Super Bowl champion. He's won the the big game. He has won a lot of division titles. He imagine that he's won in the cold. He's won in terrible weather conditions. If he comes to the Raiders, he'll be playing in a stadium that's that doesn't have any weather conditions around him because it's completely sealed. Has a roof. They don't open the lion eye doors. No wind coming in. It'll be easier, right? The thing is, he's under contract with Green Bay. You would have to give up assets to go for him, and. Seeing the way that the Raiders have signed a lot of players to one-year deals in the past, and right now you look at the roster and it's like, okay, we don't just need a quarterback. We need players in pretty much every position possible. That makes me be hesitant on just saying, trade up. Go to the number one spot. Yeah, give up three first-round draft picks like the Niners did a couple of years ago for Trey Lance. No. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Even if you see great talent on the field that you're like, okay, Bryce Young might be that guy. CJ Stroud might be that guy. But if you got to go one or two on the draft to go for them, you're going to sacrifice not only this year's capital, you're going to sacrifice potentially next year's capital and the year after that. Would you want to do that? What if he's not the guy? The Raiders know how it feels drafting a quarterback with the number one draft pick and him not being the guy. Jamarcus Russell, they did so in 2007. He's the last quarterback they've drafted in the first round. It wasn't nice, that's for sure. So do you sacrifice or do you just stay put put knowing that you have a lot of holes in your roster and potentially go for the guys that complement your football team. And the best part about this is we got free agency starting with the new year league in less than two weeks. You got that legal tampering period, those 48 hours, where you can negotiate, when you can get a deal pretty much struck, waiting for it to become official once the new year league starts. And if the Raiders get to a quarterback that's a free agent and bring him in the building, then all those rumors of they might go for Will Levis, they might go for Anthony Richardson, they might go for C.J. Stroud, they might go for Bryce Young, might disappear. And then the conversation becomes, okay, what hole in the roster are they going to fill in the first round? A defensive tackle would be fantastic if they 
see him fall into their lap. And the way that things are looking right now, you got a lot of combo a conversation saying that teams are going to be trading up. You know the Colts would love Bryce Young. You know the Panthers definitely want a quarterback if they don't sign one in free agency. Uh, you know there's squads up there. The Houston Texans definitely have a need. And they dropped the ball right there by falling to number two. Now they might have to trade up to get the guy that they want to number one. So there's a lot of chips that are on the table, and now it's the game of poker. How is your strategy going to be? Are you going to go all in? Are you going to be aggressive? Are you going to wait for the chips to fall in your favor and be like, okay, perfect, I'm going to strike right here at number seven? Or are you going to do the things the way that you've seen in the past? And I'm talking about, Dave Siegler, he was a part of the New England Patriots organization where he would observe how they did things and every single year it seemed. They would trade out of the first round, but they would add more capital from the second round, from the third round, or a future first round pick and be able to build their or their organization that way. That's a team that very rarely pays for their top players that they draft, but I'll give them this. It's an organization that they're able to build their players that they draft into the mold of the players that they know are going to have their organization be successful. It happened over two decades where they won six championships, where they were a constant a team that every single year not only made it to the playoffs, but won games in the playoffs. And that's what the Raiders want to do. They don't want to be a one-hit wonder. 2021 was pretty awesome towards the end when they got on that winning streak, when they were able to get the double-digit wins, but it was a roller coaster of a season. And if you don't even want to focus on the drama outside the field with John Gruden, with Henry Ruggs, with Damon Arnett, with all the craziness that everybody in Raider Nation is like, why us? It seemed like every day we would wake up and there was a text on your phone. It's like, hey, did you read this? It's like, no, let it, please let it be fake. It can't be, right? And then you go on TMZ and it's like, well, yep, it's real. If you leave all of that outside, the team was had very high ups and very low downs. It wasn't a team that was consistent. It wasn't a team that was playing great. And heck, a lot of those close games that they won towards the end, they were trying, they were getting comebacks. They weren't just dominating teams. They were getting comebacks that at times were miraculous, that at times you were like, how the heck did they pull this one off? But they were able to do so. Now you want to be a consistent team, a team that knows how to win, a team that not only can build a comeback, but a team that gets ahead and then just pulls off and doesn't even have to worry in the fourth quarters, that that you look over at other franchises and they're able to do so. And heck, look within the division. Look at the top of the food chain right now at the NFL, which I hate to say it because I said it last year and I had people calling in and telling me it's like, hey, they're not that great. They're going to have a fall-off year. They won the championship again, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
they know how to put their foot on your throat and not let go. And then when it comes to those tight games, they're able to pull it off. They have been able to have consistency in their coaching staff. They found their quarterback and they've lost weapons. And besides and despite that, they've still known they've still known how to win. They've still known how to get all the way to the playoffs, not only as a division champ, but as a number one seed. So that's right now what we got to see with the Raiders. And it all starts this week with the Combine. Officially, they've been working on it for a long time now. Last year, at this time, the Raiders, they were figuring out coaching staff. They were figuring out who was going to stay, who was going to go from the people within the building. And then they were evaluating the talent on their own team. It was the start of the new regime. I know there's fans that are pissed off at Josh McDaniels that didn't give him a chance from the moment he walked into the building because he was the guy that was in New England or he was the guy that didn't do great in Denver. They never gave him a chance. And then with the blown leads, they want him gone. It's hard to preach patience for the Raider Nation. I've been there. I know how hard it is, Raider Nation. But... You got to give this staff a chance, in my opinion. What happens if you just keep one and done every coaching staff? Being like, okay, no, you didn't win the championship your first year. You didn't make it to the playoffs. You you weren't able to have a winning record. You're out. That's how franchises that are doing terrible keep getting worse. Look at the Houston Texans. Back-to-back coaches that they just gave them one year and they fired them. Why are they picking number one or top five year after year after year after year? Because they don't have the future mindset of, okay, there might be a bad year. Let's keep going. And the Raiders, yes, it was a losing season. Yes, it was frustrating. But yes, at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, hey, you know what? I see positives in that losing season. In the past, I haven't been able to see almost any positives in some losing seasons that the Raiders have that I'm like, well, let's go tailgate. Then we'll have a three-hour intermission watching the game, and then we'll party after the tailgate. Yes, this year, there was a lot of drinking involved. There was a lot of modelos flowing out there at Allegiant Stadium and at the post game. But at the same time, it wasn't just blowouts like in the past that New Orleans Saints game was the only one that comes to mind in the middle of the season and then the Chiefs game towards the end the Raiders they still have things that they can build on in that in their building and one of them is in my opinion one of the top defensive ends in all of the of NFL football right now Max Crosby who I was able to chat with yesterday and we'll have his interview a little bit more ahead here on the JT the Brick show today he was part of uh of Nevada Reading Week at a local elementary school Nate Hobbs was also out there Jalen Elliott was also out there the Raiders in the community that's something big for the city of Las Vegas for the state of Nevada, so shout out to them. Shout out to Raider Reds Cameron and Melody, who were also with the kiddos. I was there a couple of hours while the Silver and Black were in the building and uh, doing their thing, and that's something always that's cool to see. It was my first time going to a Nevada Reading Week, and it was pretty cool seeing both 
little kids and older kids and how different they are. And I, I pretty much like saw my nephews in their faces because I got a nephew that's in first grade and I got a nephew that's in fifth grade, a niece that's in fourth grade. So they're completely different. But uh, I'll we'll have the conversation that we had with Max Crosby yesterday at a local elementary school where we, yes, we spoke about the event and what it meant to him being out there. But we also talked football. He'll be telling us about the quarterback situation for the Raiders, about the situation on the defensive talent that there is at the Combine because the experts, they say that it's a loaded draft class in defensive talent. So we'll, t- we'll hear him that on that. Josh Jacobs, what he thinks about the running back with the Raiders, if he would like to see him in silver and black for the rest of his career. And also, it's a big weekend for Raiders players. He's getting married to his longtime girlfriend, Rachel. And then I just found out yesterday, shout out to Cassie Soto from the Review Journal as we were waiting for uh, Nevada Reading Week to kick off at a local elementary school. She was shocked. She was like, oh, my God, Darren Waller and Kelsey Plum are getting married. I'm like, what? Kevin E. Martin, she was there, too. So that was big news. And so two weddings for Raiders players on the same day on Saturday. That's going to be pretty cool. The parties are going to be popping out there for the silver and black. Love is in the air. And Raider Nation, we're all about love. We're all about family. And I appreciate you guys tuning in here today on the Raider Na- on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on the JT, The Break Show. If you want to call in, you know the lines are always open with me. 702-365-9200. We'll be talking basketball today because KD finally made his debut in the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona with the Suns. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's no longer in the darkness. And he went on a podcast and he spoke a little bit about football and a lot about about darkness. So we'll have those quotes from the Green Bay Packers great quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Nearly two decades with the Green Bay Packers. Heck, I was terror. I was uh, yesterday. I walked out of my apartment and with the cold weather, that was cold for me. Forty degrees, rain. A little bit of snow, I'm like, no, thank you. I need to go indoors. And the great place to go indoors here in Vegas is the brand new Resorts World on the Las Vegas Strip and specifically Dog House Saloon inside Resorts World where there's not a bad seat in the house. Go watch any sports event with the sports book on site to place your bets. Enjoy incredible food and drink specials with live entertainment and dueling pianos. Dog House Saloon at Resorts World. It's the official home for Monday Night Football for the JT The Brick Show. Also, be sure to download the Resorts World Las Vegas Sports Betting app to place your bets anywhere in Nevada. Let's go to a break, Raider Nation, and we're going to come back to hear what Max Crosby had to say. Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. 
Yeah, and that's when I say explosive on defense. I mean, you either got to touch the quarterback or touch the ball. And so we're we're looking for guys that can do those things, you know. And so um, to be able to get after the quarterback, to be able to you know affect the passing game in that way, you know, or to be able to get the ball out, whether that's creating fumbles, touching the ball, deflections, interceptions. Um, and certainly, I think we'd all agree that our defense could you know could improve in those areas. You know, we have some players that did some of those things. We need more of them. Yes, we do need more of them. You have one that you know for sure delivers in that category with the great Max Crosby, who we'll be listening from shortly here on the JT The Brick Show. Shout out to Bobby Machado. Great music, as always, when I come in here for the JT The Brick Show. Metallica coming out with new new music so i'm uh, i'm very happy with that bobby so, so you knew you knew that i would know about that so thank you and we have our first caller of the day and we're going all the way to norcal for with norcal raider how are you good afternoon hey how you doing doing fantastic what you got on your mind man um i just uh i'm just calling just in regards to um you know the, the, the whole call draft um i think this is like a pivotal year um I think the most conservative thing the Raiders should do is just bring a, a veteran quarterback like like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Somebody's going to just play hold for a little bit until the other guy gets developed. Because our biggest asset to our team is um, is our draft. Um, if we're not going to, if we plan not to be in this position for the next couple of years, this will be the year to take a quarterback. Because if we're planning to win next year, the year after next, that means that we're only going to win like four or five games. So if we're in the top of the lineup right now with a seventh pick. I think we should just go for a quarterback and then start filling the holes from there from from years beyond because I mean that's the whole purpose of, of having a bad having a mediocre season which we had um, so I think if we want to get the best for our value just get a young quarterback um, develop them and just start drafting and then just go with free agency with needs um, with um, players that fit the system because um, I just I just, we're kind of a reclamation project and. Uh, the short-term solution would be get Rodgers, and that's a lot of money. And and um, like I said, if you want to win long-term, and, and to me, if they if they're trading for a big player, it shows that they're they're in a hurry and they want to win right now. And that's not a good sign for the coaching staff. And like I said, if you want to build it long-term, you got to go with a young young quarterback. I'll ask you this, NorCal Raider. If Dave Ziegler wasn't the general manager of the Raiders and it was NorCal Raider as the general manager of the Silver and Black, would you stay put at seven and draft whoever falls in your lap at quarterback or potentially a second or third round quarterback? Or are you aggressive and you go for uh, some of the talented guys that we know that might end up going in the top five? Um, I'd, I'd probably just, just stick with what the draft is. I'd probably just get like a Will Levis or – or Anthony Richardson, somebody, like I said, you know, they're just a little bit of a project, but you can kind of sit down with a good veteran quarterback. Like I said, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback because he dealt with the contentious situation in Frisco where they didn't want him. You know, they were going to cut him, but they kept him. And I think he's kind of like another Derek Carr because he's, he's a good – he's got a positive attitude. People love the guy. That's one thing about the NFL. People have, people love their quarterbacks, especially the superstars. And Jimmy Garoppolo is perfect for that. I'm not saying he's better than Derek, but – but like I said, he'd be a good placeholder for the you know short-term year or two until we could develop in the quarterback aspect. I'm in your boat, man. I'm like, I don't want them to trade up because they would have to give up more stuff this year and next year. So I like them to stay put at seven. And you know what? I'm a Hender Hooker guy. For some yeah. reason, I like him. I know that he's a little bit older in age. I know that he's coming off from a serious injury. But 
I think that he could be a guy that can. I liked what I saw from him yeah. before he got hurt. So I, I, he's not going in the first round, though. I I agree with you with the hooker too. I didn't think about that because um, the NFL. I mean, you can play if you're 40 nowadays, and it's really safe for a quarterback. And people are kind of critiquing his age, but I mean, if a quarterback's prime. I mean, you could play till you're 35, 36. So I mean, he has a long way to go if he does get picked. That's a great point, too. Yeah, he's older in age, 25, but he can keep on going. NorCal Raider, my man, thank you so much. Where are you calling in from, though? Um, uh, Woodland, north of Sacramento. Uh, There you go. No, muchas gracias, hermano. Thank you so much for your call. Have a fantastic day. If you want to call in, 702-365-9200. You know that the phone lines are always open with me because I love interacting with the Raider Nation. Shout out to Cisco Ortega from the Black Hole. All the crew out there with the Black Hole always doing great things. Mark Jones, everybody with TBH. Thank you guys always for opening your arms and welcoming me into all your parties, to your tailgate, to everything you guys do. They're tuning in today as well. So shout out to them. And that's what I always say. Raider Nation, we're family. And with me, you always have somebody that I'll listen to you guys. I'll go out to the tailgates and I'll have a great time with y'all because that's what I used to do when I was out there in Oakland. So now the team's out here in Vegas. That's still what what I'll do every single game day. As long as I can walk. I'll be out there at the tailgates. I promised you guys that we would listen from to Mad Max Crosby from yesterday. He was out there at Lamping Elementary in Henderson, Nevada, where him and Raiderettes Cameron and Melody, they read books to kids as part of Nevada Reading Week at the school library. But at some of the classrooms, they also had the surprise of another couple of Raider players, cornerback Nate Hobbs and Jalen Elliott. Shout out also to my friend Ben Raiderman, who's out there always at the tailgate. One of his kids was at that school, and Nate Hobbs and Jalen Elliott went into his classroom. The kid's a huge Raider fan, so he immediately recognized them, and he was super happy, and that's one thing that I always say. I'm like, look, these players, if they take an hour or two of their day to bring smiles to these kids' faces, it's going to change their day, and it's going to motivate them to do bigger things. So what did they do? Max Crosby, he kicked things off reading to a group of second graders. So that was a rough crowd. Like, they, they're they young. They're super young. So even one of them kid, the, the kids asked uh, Max Crosby, why haven't I never heard about you? And Max just cracked up laughing. He's like, well, I guess I got to do things better. But then you saw the fifth graders who were a little bit older, some of them wearing Raider gear, and some of them asking very smart football questions. And the moment they walked into the, the library, I was next to the door, I could hear kids whispering to each other, Oh, that's Max Crosby. That's Max Crosby. So they were super excited. And the thing is, one of them had a marker. Poor Max, he signed everything for those kids. Shoes. One of them, a girl asked him to sign her wrist. I hope she doesn't get that tattooed. She's too young. Uh, But kids were taking their shoes off to get them signed. Uh, Magnets that they were giving away. But Max signed every autograph with a smile on his face. He's always a good guy with folks. So that's something pretty cool that the Raiders do with the community. They are out there and... I mean it with all due respect. In a roster that features 53 men, you can send out your 53rd man or you can send out your practice squad or you can send out guys that are signed to future reserve reserve contracts and say a Raider is there. Yeah. But out here, you're sending Max Crosby. 
who's your best player on defense. You're sending Nate Hobbs, who's one of the best cornerbacks that the Raiders have had in the last couple of years, and they're young guys. Max is 25. I believe Nate is around the 22 uh, years old range. Those are guys that are not far removed from being at school themselves. So they know how important it is to have someone that the kids might look up to in the future. And what about if that kid that asked that question, why have I never heard about you? Next year, he's watching a Raider game, and he's like, oh, damn, you see 98? That's the guy that went to my school. So be a good example for the future. And, heck, Max Crosby, you know he's that guy with his life story, with all the, everything he's been able to move on from and then go into a stage where now he's one of the best players in the league. That's fantastic. So let's hear Max Crosby talk about this school visit. Let's t hear him talk about what it meant to him to be there with the kids. It was incredible. You know, obviously coming out here, showing love to the you know community and the kids, it's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And uh, obviously me having a daughter now, it just makes it, you know, even more special. So it's, it was awesome. Are you been a pro at reading children's books or anything? I'm trying, you know, I've, I've definitely improved my, uh, you know, my reading ability, being, uh, <laughs> being able to read the Ella all the time now. So, yeah, you know, we got work to do. Favorite question? <laughs> Favorite question? I don't know. There's so many, you know, they're off the wall, you know, <laughs> there's so many different questions, but. Um, it was awesome. You know, the kids were super engaged and uh, had a blast. Kids say the darkness. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they're you know relentless. You know, they don't <laughs> they don't shy back at all. They're honest, and uh, that's why you know the kids are the best for sure. Yeah, they're they're way too honest, and they say like Kevin, he asked them. They say the darndest things, right? One kid asked. Max was wearing shorts, and one of the kids that was close to him was like, "Why do you have hairy legs?" I was like, oh, my God. And Max just cracked up. He's like, hey, that's what happens when you grow up. So that kid might have hairy legs in the future just for asking that question. But Max, great job by him, by the Raiderettes. And we didn't just talk about the school visit with Mad Max Crosby. You're with a football player. You talk gridiron. You talk about the, the team that he's on. And he was asked about the quarterback situation. Let's remember, Dave Ziegler said that he kept uh, Devontae Adams in the loop on what's going on with that. Let's hear Max Crosby talk about the quarterback situation with the Raiders. Yeah, you know, me and Josh, you know, we meet, you know, you know, basically weekly now. And uh, we talk about it a lot. And uh, he's, you know, They've done an awesome job of, you know, keeping, you know, obviously me, Devontae, all of us involved in kind of what's going on. Um, and I feel like, you know, they're going to do what's right. You know, I, I don't think they've made that decision yet about what they're going to do at the quarterback position. But, um, you know, I feel like we're in good hands. And whoever it is, you know, I just want somebody who's a dog and somebody who's ready to, you know, lead this team and be, be a great player. So that's, that's definitely what we're looking for. That's all that Raider Nation wants, right? A dog, a leader, somebody that's going to put – everything that they have in their body, in their mind for this team. And look at Max Crosby as a prime example. He spoke about it in multiple podcasts about him being the first guy in the building in season, off season, and when he's not even supposed to be in there. He was asked by kids. He was like, oh, so how, what do you do when the season is not going on? He's like, I train. It's 12 months a year for him having that dedication is what has him as an elite player 
in the NFL. And with a chip on his shoulder for not being named All-Pro, I can only imagine how he's going to do next year. So if you're able to bring in a quarterback into that room to see the way that Devontae Adams works out every single day like if it were game day, practices like like if he were in a game, you look over at Max Crosby in the weight room and the dedication of being out there, the first guy in the building and always putting in the hard work and be like, hey, you know what? I got to get myself to that level because I want to be as good as those two guys that are two of the best players in the league. That's something that definitely the that's the culture that you want with the Raiders, 1 through 53, with practice squad, with anybody involved in that building, coaching staff, front office, you want that dedication, and you want that to be the Raider way, not just because you signed somebody from another team to be like, oh, you're copying somebody else's culture. No, do it from within. Max Crosby, he has never worn a jersey in the NFL that hasn't been a Raider uniform, and he is in my opinion, the embodiment of what you want the Raider way to be. Now let's listen to Mad Max Crosby talking about the defensive talent that he has seen so far in the draft where he says a name that we all heard, everybody has heard, but also a name from his school, Eastern Michigan. Um, Yeah, there's a ton of guys, you know, especially from a, a pass rush standpoint. You know, I think, you know, obviously Jalen Carter from Georgia, I think he's the most talented three-tech I've seen since, you know, years uh and then you got you know guys like a guy from uh, jose ramirez from eastern you know another another stud you know edge rusher and i can go on and on but there's a lot of guys out there and it's uh it's definitely encouraging to see there you go and a latino too jose ramirez is the name that he brought up so we'll keep an eye on him jalen carter of course the university of georgia star who Yesterday, we found out had an arrest warrant out there for him because in, involved in the deadly crash that had killed a teammate and a football staff member. Uh, in an update last night, he was booked at 11.33 and then released at 11.49, and he's back out there at the Combine right now, and he's talking with teams. He's involved in interviews and measurements, but he's not going to see the field uh, with this legal situation that he is involved in. So interviews, measurements, and other activities. But from what I've heard, he's not going to be on the field with the rest of the defensive linemen. But there's Mad Max Crosby. Of course, you would like to see the Raiders bring in somebody that can both help Crosby this year, but also potentially compliment Crosby in the future. Right now, you have Chandler Jones, but he's under under contract for two years. Is he going to be here for two years? I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, so I'm not sure if he's going to be here for two years. But he's got two years left in his contract. What if that guy can be the one that replaces Chandler Jones once his stay with the Raiders ends? So this draft is going to set up the Raiders, not only for this year, but the future. And these are the guys that once you sign in the draft, it's four years under contract. And that's multiple years instead of signing players to one-year deals that has unfortunately been the MO for the Raiders. Why? Because they haven't been successful in previous drafts. And of course, a position that's important is 
running back. And we'll hear what Max Crosby had to say about Josh Jacobs after this commercial break. Before, remember Raider Nation, Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. More from Mad Max after this break. Back to the JT The Brick Show with today's guest host, Harry Ruiz. Oh uh, yeah, you know we 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 talk often. He'll be at the wedding as well. Um, you know the guy's earned every single dollar that he's about to get, and uh, you know, obviously I've heard franchise, I've heard this and that, but um, you know he's a he's a guy that I feel like is beyond earned a contract extension. He's 24 years old. He's got a ton of you know, ton of work left to do in this league, and um, you know one of the one of the biggest dogs on the team and one of the best dudes I know. So uh, you know my vote. You know you, you got to pay a guy like that. Pay that man is what Mad Max Crosby pretty much said when asked about Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders, the guy that has been the starter in that position for the Silver and Black since being drafted in the first round in 2019 for the Oakland Raiders back then and then representing the Las Vegas Raiders the last three years. And that's going to be a situation that we're all going to have our eye on before the deadline to apply franchise tags. Of course, a player with the franchise tag, that means that he, pretty much exclusively has the opportunity to negotiate with that team if it is the exclusive franchise tag and the Raiders they would be smart to be able to keep this player on their roster Josh Jacobs who uh, pretty much every year surpassed the thousand yard mark but then last year he just exploded for the silver and black of course everybody remembers that huge game that he had against the seattle seahawks over 300 total yards in that game Uh, in 2022 340 carries 1653 yards and 12 touchdowns on the ground simply incredible stats career best in carries in yards, tied his touchdown career best with 2020, uh, the longest carry of his career, that walk-off run against the Seattle Seahawks. So let's see what happens with Josh Jacobs. Obviously, all his teammates, they would love to see him back. Another dedicated player. I remember listening to Will Compton, former Raiders linebacker, one of the boys, uh, him mentioning that at a game after he just returned to the team, Compton did and. The, the Raiders lost, Jacobs was, went and asked him, was like, what should I do better? And Compton was like, dude, you're doing everything that you can. That's uh, that's something that I always want to hear from a player. What can I do better? How can I help this team put them in a better position for success? So let's see if Josh Jacobs continues with the silver and black. Vinny Vonsignor, our partner here on Raider Nation, Raider co-worker and also insider with the Las Vegas Review Journal, he's been saying that the Raiders' interest to keep him is very, very, very high. So we heard from Mad Max Crosby at the elementary school, Lamping Elementary in Henderson, Nevada. I also spoke with Raiderettes Cameron and Melody. First, we're going to listen from Melody. Afterwards, we're going to listen from Cameron in the soundbite. So let's hear their point of view from the visit that the Raiders had to this school. How special is it coming out here to do Nevada Reading Week? It's really special. All the kids that we met today were absolutely adorable. And um, all the questions that they were answering or asking, we were so happy to answer. 
Cam has a really special connection to this school. She went here when she was in fifth grade, all, all throughout, throughout elementary school. So it was really special for her to be here. <laughs> I want to ask you, Cameron, how does it, how did it feel? You used to be one of those kids in the same library. Now you're here as a Raider Red representing the Raiders. I think it's so special to be in my community, just encouraging kids to follow their dreams. I think I remember Nevada Reading Week well and just loving every bit of it. And now coming back as a Raider, I, I want to encourage the kids to not only enjoy this week, but enjoy school, enjoy learning. And this this school basically set me up for success in everything I've done. So I hope it does for the same for them. Yeah, shout out to Cameron. She represented the Raiders in the Pro Bowl as a Raiderette of the Year. She's a former student of Frank Lamping Elementary in Henderson. She's also a TCU graduate, so she went on to do big things. Same with Raiderette Melody, and that's something me as a Raider fan... As a member of the Raider Nation, like when I used to go to Oakland, I would always be at the tailgates, but I would always check to see at what time the Raiderettes would be signing autographs because you all also got to show them big support. They're representing the team. They're doing great things in the community, and they don't get paid what the players do, but they're always out there with a big smile on their face, taking pictures with fans, taking pictures with kids, attending these kind of community events, going out to big uh, parades that they have in town representing the Raiders. So shout out to the Raiderettes as well. Everybody in the Raiders organization trying to do the best job possible. And hopefully this ends up making the Raiders the most popular team in Las Vegas because this city, it's been six years. Yesterday, it was my six-year anniversary of being in Las Vegas, and that's one thing I've noticed. You see teams representing represented from every team, from every league, from pretty much every sport, internationally and nationally, because this is a city of people that move here. Now, we're getting more and more locals that have lived here their whole life, but people like me. I moved in here, and I'm originally from Los Angeles, so I'm a Dodger fan. I'm a Laker fan, and I'm a Raider fan. But then there's people moving in from the East Coast that they're not going to stop representing their teams because they have moved to the West Coast. Shout out to to Bobby, who's a big Celtics and Red Sox fan. So you got to have your team win. You have to have your team in the community. You have to have your team represented out there to earn that trust from those fans, just like the Golden Knights did. That year won for the Golden Knights. That was big. They made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final, but they also did a lot of work in the community. So keep taking steps forward to become Las Vegas' team, not just the Raider Nation's team, but the team from Las Vegas. And I think the Raiders are doing a good job at that. It's almost the weekend. And Raider Nation, think about all the great sporting moments you've experienced in your life, whether it be your own, your kids, your home team, or just that magical moment. Whatever they may be, they've all been moments that have been deeply rooted in your memories. Remy Martin's 1738 Cognac is all about celebrating, remembering, and sharing great moments. Remy Martin sharing great moments and in the mornings too let's go to a break Raider Nation after it Ryan Sakamoto aka Beast is going to be joining us to talk all things draft and Raiders